Hi, everyone. Lynn Smith here, and welcome to Stroller Coaster, the podcast that takes you on the wild ride of parenting that we're all on together, created by Munchkin. No wonder they're the most loved baby brand in the world. Justin, my producer, here with me as always. Hi, Justin. Hello. You made it. We're here. The holiday season. (laughs) I'm thrilled for the magic, but I'm already a bit exhausted. Coming to the holidays, like, ready and tired. It's great. That's right. So we do want to dig into this episode and preserve the magic of the holidays for ourselves and the kids. We have some great guests that enlighten us. I'm going to talk to Rosemarie Trulio, who's dedicated her life to developing content for Sesame Street. Beloved Sesame Street. So excited about the conversation. And then we're going to hear a story from Vanessa McGrady about how she and her daughter have an unexpected way of making holiday magic in their house. So let's get started. Rosemary, thanks so much for being with us. What an incredible job you have. 25 years overseeing programming for kids. And I imagine the holidays are extra fun. The holidays give us a wonderful opportunity to talk about life lessons and to really emphasize what is the true meaning of the holidays. The reality of it is that now it feels like there's so much focus on the presence, the stuff of the holidays. It's like, I want to make my list. I want this. I want that. What are some of the things that we can do to redirect our kids, to focus more on family, traditions, joy, giving back? I know we spend a lot of time saying, I got to get the perfect gift or I got to get the top three gifts on the list. But at the end of the day, what your child will remember most is the time that you spent and the joy that you shared. As you prepare for the holidays, you're making special traditional recipes that's being passed down from generation and generation. And hearing the stories about grandparents and great-grandparents. I'm Italian-American, so we celebrate Christmas Eve, and that's when the family gets together. And there's one particular recipe that has been passed down from, from generations. And we would never even think about having Christmas Eve without that. But what's most memorable for all of us who've learned the recipe is the time that we spent mm-hmm. with our parents making that recipe. How do we incorporate other cultures into our own family traditions? That's a really great question. Sesame Street is very much uh, what we call a mirror and a window. So through the stories that we're telling, children can see themselves. They can see their race, ethnicity, and culture reflected in the character and in the behaviors of the character but they also provide an opportunity for children to learn about others. So that's where the window comes in. We get to peek in and we get to go into someone else's home to learn about their family, their traditions. And that's why television is so powerful. We want to see ourselves because we want to be able to relate to the stories, but then just pause and say, oh, I'm learning about Ji Young, who is Korean-American, and I'm learning about Lunar New Year and and about her holiday. We develop empathy, compassion, and respect, three really important things in the world that we live today. How can we do that to help understand the different traditions? Spend time reading with your children. Find books that talk about a range of holidays and traditions. Go out and experience 
a range of different cultural holidays within your neighborhood. Yes, there's uniqueness in each holiday, but there's also the sameness. And that sameness goes back to that core message of love, gratitude, and kindness. So that sort of brings up how you talk to your kids about the holidays, right? Especially focusing the attention away from just what they're going to get and have this Christmas, but maybe what others aren't going to have. Children tend to be, especially young children, tend to be egocentric. Um, But it's really important for us as we talk about the holidays to understand another person's point of view. Right. So we're thinking about how to express our gratitude through a gift. How do we help young children understand, well, what is a meaningful expression of gratitude to someone else? I think it's a reminder for us parents as well, right? We're running around getting all the toys. We're going to holiday parties and we're seeing family. And it's hard to not get burnt out. And it's hard to find that balance of reminding ourselves that we need to be thankful and and appreciating the time we have together. What kind of advice do you have for parents on how to strike that balance? The holidays can be a time for anxiety. It could be a time for sadness. And so it's about us understanding as parents, our own emotions, right? Self-care for ourselves, our ability to check in on our emotional state and to engage in various mindfulness activities to calm ourselves down. Let's slow down. Let's read a book together. Let's talk about this book because children are picking up on our anxiety. How do we not show them that we are anxious or overly stimulated? We need to calm ourselves down so that we can make these joyful, special memories with our children. You mentioned acts of kindness and sort of pairing the anticipation of the holidays with doing things for people in your community. If we're just going to stores and and checking off the list, they're getting the wrong message. How do we talk about who is on our list that we do want to express our love and gratitude toward? What can we make? What can we do that's going to bring a smile to our neighbor or a friend or a relative? Let's think about grandma and grandpa. What will make them happy? Not what's going to make you happy, what's going to make them happy. And and I think that parents have to involve children to have them have agency. So often we take agency away from children. Oh, I'll do it for them. Mm -hmm. That's not going to help them develop empathy and compassion. They need to engage in the process. And they Mm -hmm. want to engage in the process. You know, it makes me think just talking to you, it feels like gifts are actually the least important part of the holidays. They really aren't what is important. As your child gets older and they reflect on their childhood memories, they don't remember the gifts. Mm -hmm. They don't. They'll remember what you made together time with family and friends. And that is the true meaning of these holidays. Rosemarie, thank you so much for being with us and happy holidays to you. So great to talk to Rosemarie about the holidays and just this reminder, everyone, the holidays are about memories. It's not the gifts. I know I have to remind my children and also myself because we're running around all over the hair on fire 
trying to get everything and we're just not able to take the minute. That is 100% true. I did some research and um, found that 18% of people describe the holidays as a time of high stress, uh, specifically mm. because of the lack of routine and addition of new holiday responsibilities. So for parents like us, there's this whole extra layer. And it's really nice to know where that stress is coming from, I think, as we enter this prime time of the holidays. And it's a reminder for all of us parents, we need to take time for ourselves during the holidays. This isn't just something that we say, like self-care. No, do it. And here's how I do it. This is just an example. In my calendar, I do this actually every morning. I block off a window. Exercise clears my mind, but whether it's meditation, whether it's journaling, whatever it is that gets you just that break. It can be 30 minutes, but you block it out on your calendar and it forces you to remind yourself, take care of you too. It really helps. I promise it's going to be a game changer. We've talked a lot about the magic of the season. All of that's amazing. But what are the deeper meanings of the holidays that we celebrate? Vanessa McGrady is a journalist whose experience with her daughter brought a fresh perspective on the holidays. It's a great listen. So here's our correspondent, Fleece, with the parenting story of the day. Vanessa McGrady is a journalist, author, and mother in the Pacific Northwest. My daughter, Grace, has always felt a little magic in her life ever since she was little, since she was a tiny baby. She really lived in this magical realm. I remember one time she took my glasses off my face and then she just snapped them in half. And I said, Grace, why did you do that? And she just, her face looked so crestfallen and she said, oh, I'm sorry, mommy. I thought they were magic. So she didn't really have the tools yet to understand where magic stops and starts and you know what things are magic and what things are not. And that extended, of course, to holidays because holidays are magic. Magical things happen around holidays. Grace's love of the holidays didn't always translate to Vanessa's experience. I'm a pretty grumpy person about holidays in general. I was also a single mom for a very long time. I didn't have any money to spend, even at the 99 cent store, to go and get some garlands or something. And I would just enjoy other people's holidays and, and decorations, but not my own. I also don't like the consumerism of it. I don't like how people go into debt for holidays. That, to me, just seems almost working against what the holiday is for. But Grace has never met a holiday she didn't love for many years, we had an annual Christmas Eve party. So in addition to decorating and putting up a tree and putting up lights, Santa started to come to our house on Christmas Eve. Santa would always knock on Grace's window, and she and her girlfriends would look up and screech and run inside to the living room and say, Santa's here! Santa's here! And then I would always say, how could Santa know to come here while we're having a party? That seems crazy. No, no, he's here. He's here. We saw him. And then he would come around. He would come in the door, and everybody would just be so excited. And we were very lucky that Santa visited our household. And then he would get some food and then go on his way to the next household. So Santa was a very ingrained concept in our life. And then as Grace got older, she started wondering about the logistics of Santa and I mean, all of the holidays, Easter, Valentine's Day, Christmas. 
she started to ask questions. She still wanted to really connect with that magic, but her perception of reality was kind of getting in the way. So she started to ask me about Santa. She asked me about the Tooth Fairy. She asked me about the Easter Bunny. And so this turned into a really important conversation for us. I wasn't quite ready for it. So what I had to do is sort of figure out, well, what, what does Santa mean? In the big picture, what is Santa? What is the Easter Bunny? What is the Tooth Fairy? What are they about? You know, when you're little, it's really helpful to have someone like Santa or someone like the Easter Bunny to understand big, important concepts that are meaningful. So Santa is the spirit of generosity. Santa gives. He doesn't ask for anything in return. Santa loves giving. That's his whole job is to make toys and to give them away to people. And guess what? You get to be Santa now that you've asked this question. You get to be Santa every single day. You can be generous every single day and not ask for anything in return. And that's part of the joy of growing up. The same with the Easter Bunny. The Easter Bunny is the symbol of spring. Spring is a time of renewal. Spring is a time of rebirth and starting over again. And so that's what we get to think about in the spring. Same with the Tooth Fairy. So when your mouth is changing and you're losing teeth and you're growing new teeth, The tooth fairy comes and rewards you and says, hey, what a great job. Look, you're changing, you're growing. And we celebrate that as it's happening. So it's so great to have them when we're little and to be able to see them and meet them and and read stories about them and hear songs about them. But really, they all live inside you. We can be all of those things and we can celebrate all of those things all the time. These conversations with Grace about the underlying meanings of the holidays didn't destroy the magic. They brought about a deeper understanding and opened her daughter's eyes to the larger world. The Christmas after we had this conversation, Santa came to visit again. And again, he knocked on the window and all the little girls were squealing. Santa's here! Santa's here! And then they ran into the living room and I opened the door And I saw that Santa was there, and they came in and sat down and started taking Christmas orders, like Santa does. And kids sit on his lap and say what they're wishing for. And a couple of her friends went up and sat on Santa's lap and asked for stuff. And then Grace held back a little bit that night. A lot of her friends were smaller. So, you know, she knows, you know, you don't have to say everything you know about Santa. You can just, you know, keep it to yourself until you have that conversation with somebody else. And she waited, and then she looked up at me, and she said, Mama, is it okay if I go and talk to Santa? And I said, of course, go talk to Santa. And so that's how I made that bridge from Santa Claus, the man in the red suit, to Santa Claus, the concept of generosity inside us. These magical beings like the Tooth Fairy and Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny, they're not not there just to remind us to buy some toys and buy some stuff and eat some candy and get some money when you lose your tooth. They're there for a a bigger reason and a deeper reason. They're there to remind us 
of the magic in our lives. They're there to remind us of these big, big ideas of generosity and renewal and being thankful. That's really what their main job is. And then the candy and stuff and toys, that's just all extra. So Grace is 11 now, and we still decorate for every holiday. And last year, she left out milk and cookies for Santa. She has this deeper understanding of magic, and I think that's her way of just keeping the magic going. Vanessa McGrady is the author of Rock Needs River, a memoir about her journey to become a parent. Justin, I feel like this is such a good reminder about how we can be thoughtful in our parenting. We can talk about the deeper meaning of things and not just the figures that are associated with the holidays. Uh, Yeah, I agree. I really love how Vanessa just uses the ideas that are already there that we just don't Mm. talk about too much with like uh, Christmas or the Easter. Like that's the underlying idea. And to sort of give that to our children, I think is such a, a powerful way to talk about these holidays as our kids grow up. That's the gift of the holidays. And that's the show. Thanks for taking the wild ride with us. And I want to thank Rosemarie Trulio and Vanessa McGrady. If you're looking for TV programming to watch with your kids this holiday season, Sesame Street's 53rd season is available on Cartoonito on HBO Max. And Sesame Street The Nutcracker, an animated holiday special, is available on HBO Max. And of course, as always, if you like this episode, share it with your playdates, share it with your friends. We love to spread the word about our show. And thank you to Munchkin. No wonder they're the most loved baby brand in the world. You can find all of your favorite Munchkin products at Target. Here at Stroller Coaster, you know we're all about the community. So we want to hear from you. Share a question or a topic you want to hear more about. Reach out to us at podcast at munchkin.com. Hey, Justin, you going to tell us about story time? Yes, I would love to. So Stroller Coaster <laughs> Storytime is another podcast we do that's for kids. We take mm-hmm. classic children's stories and we do them in our own way with improv actors. Uh, it's super fun. I'll give you an example. Um, you've heard of the three little pigs. Well, we sure. have the four little pigs. Uh, here's a clip. And finally, it was time for the big house building contest. The three pigs built their houses. The fourth pig provided the music. DJ Oink! Okay, that's definitely not in the original, but certainly fun. My kids are down for that. <laughs> that is accurate. So where can we find it? Uh, It's right here in the same feed. And spoiler, we have new episodes coming soon. Ah, I will be listening. Before we go, Munchkin invites you to join us in helping make the planet a better place for our kids. Support organizations that protect animals and their natural habitat, like IFAW, the International Fund for Animal Welfare. And now that you're ready to do something for the planet, here's something you can do for yourself. As always, we end our show with something we can all use, a moment of calm, a special holiday timeout for you. So I want to take you to the vast wintry landscape that encircles the North Pole, the Arctic tundra. You find yourself surrounded by a thick snow forest of towering pines, spruces and fir trees, home to foxes, bears, and those most magical of creatures, reindeer. Cue the quiet snowfall and enjoy. Enjoy. 